Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome, Auburn, into the Tuesday edition of Sports Call Live on Tiger 95.9, the Tiger.fm, and the Tiger Communications app. I'm Ryan Lavoy, along with Cam Barry today on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Yes, sir. 80 degrees and oh. sunny. Can't ask for much more than that here on a late spring day. Considering it was like crazy cold the other day i remember we had a conversation about uh what we would enjoy most weather wise at uh, a day and we will be talking a little bit about a day again want to recap that one more time with cam who was not on our program yesterday but was at the game yeah. on saturday so want to get your thoughts on that in just a moment we'll also have of course a nightly tv guide birthdays and sports we'll also have sports calls player of the week today uh, yes, so a lot to get into but a shortened show will be off there at 4 30 today due to some high school athletics a little bit later. So uh, a lot to get in in a short amount of time. But, uh, Cam, hope you're doing well, man. I am. Very good uh, Good day so far. Pretty slow day for me. On the, I was doing mostly sales today, so haven't been doing a whole bunch of sports call stuff. But uh, I'm glad to be on the show, even though it's a shortened show today. So um, definitely excited to talk a little bit of uh, NBA playing like we talked about, mm-hmm. which – I think you and I are the only ones that uh-huh. truly like like the NBA, especially. <laughs> um, well, JJ uh, does J- too. Yeah, JJ uh, enjoys some NBA, yeah. but I don't think he's as into it as you and I are. I appreciate that. Uh, um, you you know we did a uh, show in college about the NBA together, right? Really? Yeah, called the Fast Break. You and JJ yep. did? Yep, sure oh, did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well, he's a huge LeBron guy. Oh, that's true. I did I, know that. I'm a little concerned that his interest waned a little bit this year as the Lakers' playoff weren't chances that waned. Yeah, yeah, they weren't that good, so, so he wasn't paying attention. That much. might be why, but but usually he is very very much up there with me in uh, NBA interest. Sweet. Uh, but uh, yeah, we will talk a little bit about that. Obviously the. I say the hometown Hawks, but the, the Hawks, the closest yeah. team, uh, we'll talk a little My bit about them. Hawks. Absolutely. <laughs> um, they will be in action tomorrow night. So talk a little bit about the play-in here in just a little bit. Uh, and just the fact that we have the play-in, that's something still relatively new to the NBA. Love it. And we've seen, uh, seen leagues kind of adopt new playoff formats. Seems like all of them in the last few years yeah. have changed something. The NFL added a team. Major League Baseball is adding teams right now. Yeah. NBA added a play-in. So really everybody – uh, getting in on more playoffs. So we'll talk a little bit about that uh, as well. But I uh, want to start off, uh, as promised, with A-Day, and then we'll get to a, a phone call as well here in the early going. But uh, you were at A-Day on yeah. Saturday, Cam. What yes, were your sir. thoughts just about, A, the experience going, and but then also a little bit about what you thought about the team? Well, it was pretty good. It was actually my first A-Day that I've actually been able to go to. I used to um, work on those days a lot. Saturdays used to be – I used to be a server, so Saturdays used to be really – busy day for me so I wouldn't be able to be uh take off for a day like that but it was a really good experience I had a lot of fun um, played some good music it was really relaxing it was a little bit chilly 
um, I walked there from from my place to the to Jordan Hare Stadium. Um, so the walk there, we got a little bit hot, but once we got there, cooled down, sat down, and it was really really uh, chill, relaxing. Seemed like there were a lot of fans out there, you know, coming to support and kind of check out the team a little bit. Um, my first initial thoughts: Robbie Ashford is really uh-huh. good. I like him. Um, he has some some real real potential, um, especially when it kind of seemed like he was going to be the one that might be the third or fourth man. Um, so seeing him um, really shine, use his legs the way that he did, I was I was very impressed to see that. Um, TJ, you know, obviously I think everybody's going to be a little bit extra critical of TJ just because of how how he's you know he's gotten the playing time he's been in the system for a year now um in Brian Harson's offense so I think a lot of people wanted to kind of see him even though it's just a practice you know you kind of got to take it take it as that it is it's just that it is what it is it's an open practice um just for the fans to see but you know there were some things that still concerned me a little bit um some throws that he missed, uh, some some balls that still kind of sailed a little bit, um, where he's still standing in the pocket confidently. Obviously, um, you know that might have to do with the offensive line. We're still missing four of our five starters, so that's fine. You know, maybe that maybe that'll improve. Maybe it'll be a cleaner prop pocket. Um, but even still, when he did have a clean pocket, it just didn't seem like he was throwing with the utmost confidence that you feel like he should be. Um, you know, and then again with the offensive line, that kind of translated with the run game. You know, whole not a whole lot of rushing yards on the amount of attempts, which you know just is what it is. I still think our running back room is probably the most talented, maybe besides our our corner room, um, probably the most talented room that we have on the team. Um, but yeah, overall, just you know, kind of concerned with how TJ is. I think obviously it's is his job to lose. Um, but you know we'll, we'll see. I just I just was kind of concerned with how he was how he was throwing the ball out sure. there. Yeah, and and obviously a lot of focus on the quarterbacks. We did not get to see Zach Calzada, who's right. still dealing with that injury. Uh, I think your point about Robbie Ashford though uh, makes a lot of sense because that is somebody. If you were power ranking the quarterbacks coming into things, uh, aside from D. Davis, who's now uh, left out of the program, right. uh, you would have probably put him down at that three or four range with Holden Gurner as right. the lesser likely options to start and maybe he still is uh but if someone that is probably lower in the pecking order is playing that well that means hopefully on a day-to-day basis those guys above him are doing something really well right uh, and, and granted we saw one out of 15 practices and this is For sure. obviously the most public practice we see um but we you know Obviously, when the lights come on, you only get one crack and, at it each and maybe Saturday. That's but. what it is with mm-hmm. TJ. Maybe that's just what it is when the lights are on and where when you know when really all eyes are truly on him. Maybe that's just what it is where he's just kind of maybe he just kind of shrinks a little in his six seven frame. Um, but you know he he just stands in the pocket. There were some things where I just saw where he was just still standing there too long. There were times where he did take off where I was like, that's a good you know, a good look right there where he's, you know, he's splitting out and he's, he's actually using his legs and where last season he really didn't in those, in those few games that he did play. Um, but there were a couple times where the defense just got back to him and, you know, I I was like, oh man, he's holding the ball for too long, waiting for things to maybe waiting for routes to develop. And maybe that's on the wide receivers, which it can be obviously at times. So you can't put all of the blame on him, but there are times where I'm like, all right, time to scramble. And he doesn't. So that that's just where I'm just kind of like, whoo. Yeah, 
Yeah, and you know, obviously, with when you were power ranking or if you were looking at the uh, position groups that Auburn has, obviously up front is going to be somewhere that's a strength. And we saw Auburn have struggles to run the football, but as stated yesterday, uh, one of the defensive players was talking about, yeah, we see these run plays every day in practice. Right. So, so they're going to know. Especially against you know only one true starter on the offensive right. line. Because uh, that was something last year that was not done as well as we wanted to be. Tank did get to 1,000 yards, but ultimately it felt like it was a lot more difficult than right. the year before. Um, and obviously the running game was not as potent as Auburn would like it to be, and that's something Brian Harson wants to improve upon next year. I always find it interesting – in the spring game, though, spring games are not built for mobile quarterbacks because no. they don't let you get yeah, hit. Which you, get hit. you know you don't want to get hit per se in April. Right. But you know they were talking about Robbie Ashford ultimately still technically ran for like negative two yards, right. even though he had a read option. He ran for ten or twelve. He had a couple of quote unquote sacks yeah. where he likely would have gotten away from those yeah. in real play. Uh, so that kind of hurts. Uh, and granted, the coaches are the ones making those evaluations, and, and Brian Harson was somebody that admitted that it was not going right. to be sacks in all likelihood. But that does kind of hurt when your best <sighs> ability or one of your best abilities is, running. is yeah. eluding pressure and running and, and scrambling and just making all these kind of throws after having to leave the pocket. Yeah. And you can't really do that when you're not allowed yeah. to take contact, <laughs> that sort of thing, because if someone breathes on you, unfortunately, they're going to blow the play dead. Right, definitely, yeah. I mean... That you could definitely see that they were not letting letting him get a lot of room to run or work with when he was kind of sh- trying to shake shake uh, the edge guys around a little bit. Um, but he was still, you know, overall pretty productive with what he did. I will. Um, I'll also say I'll throw in Holden Garner. That dude can sling it. He definitely. I, I see why Harson wanted him on our on our team for sure. Um, I would have liked to have seen him use his legs a little bit more and I think he tried he tried to I think he tried to run it in that might have been Robbie I'm not 100% sure um because I think obviously using using your legs especially in this day and age of quarterbacks is is important um not everybody uses the traditional stand in the pocket um pro style quarterback anymore and I think Harson likes that but wants to have a QB that's definitely versatile and will able to pick you apart and stand in the pocket, but also if he needs to use his legs, can. And I think Holden uh, has that ability. Uh, I don't see him playing this year, but I could. I wouldn't be surprised if next year he was the guy that would be moving forward. Right, and uh, obviously you got to grade each guy on their patience right. sometimes too because – and I'm not saying this would happen with Holden, but, no, but so many guys don't play their freshman year and are now just all of a sudden transferring. Yeah. And, uh, again, for, for Holden, I wouldn't expect that. He's still ultimately, while he's a quality prospect, he's not a top five or six no. QB in the class that was probably promised the right. opening Starting, day job. Yeah, right. So you think about someone like Quinn Ewers transferring immediately or how many times Tate Martell transferred oh or, or that sort of thing. So I don't necessarily think – that's going to happen. But you do appreciate the opportunity when guys do stick around as backup for a year or yeah. two and then eventually get that opportunity. All right, let's take our first break of the show today. When we come back, James from Montgomery will joining us, join us on our Auburn Bank phone line. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Want to know how easy it is to listen to our show? All you have to do with your Amazon smart device is say, Alexa, play Sports Call Auburn. We're done paying the bills. 
Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. I remember the day that we all were just dancing and celebrating every return song. That was so much fun. That was a great. I April think that Fool's was April Day. Fool's yeah, Day. That was awesome. Brooks did. We had so much fun on that show. And uh, Thunderstruck by ACDC. It's always one of those where you, you got to move a little bit when you listen to it. Oh, for uh, sure. No matter the occasion. Welcome back to Sports Call. Ryan Lavoy, Cam Barry here on this Tuesday afternoon with you. Coming to you live from our studios on South College Street. Again, shortened show today, off the air at 4.30 today. Also want to remind you, Auburn baseball in action against Samford. That one at Plainsman Park. 5.45 airtime over on FM Talk 93.9. 6 o'clock first pitch. Listen to Andy Bertram and Brad Law on that one. Or the SEC Network Plus, our very own J.J. Jackson will have the call of that one for the plus. So don't want to miss that one. Six o'clock for Auburn, who is now a consensus top 25 team. Yes, sir. And uh, in the top 20, according to some polls, Auburn baseball really getting it going. All right, let's go to our Auburn Bank phone line for the first time today. 334-887-341 locally. Toll free one 888 James from Montgomery. James from Montgomery joins us. James, how are you doing? I'm good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. I know y'all were playing my favorite, favorite band, and I am a huge ACDC fan, and that is one of my favorite, favorite workout songs to actually do uh, workout in in the gym. And I always listen to Thunderstruck, and I'd be breaking the sweat every time I'm working out. Absolutely, James. That's a, that's a great pump-up song, and I know uh, a lot of teams might come out to that from time to time, and even though it's a, it's a classic, it's been out a while. Uh, it's not new, but people still love it. Yes, as well. And um, with the NBA uh, tournament, uh, the NBA playoffs is so far away. It's like right around the corner on April 17th, my birthday um, month as well, um, day that I'm actually going to be watching that. And the first game that I'm going to be watching tonight will be the Brooklyn uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and I do have them favorite to win at home. So I hope uh, I hope everything goes good with KD, uh, with Kevin Durant, and actually seeing him actually making it to the playoffs uh, this this time around as well. Because I think the city of New York do they actually need a win for that team as well. Yeah, no, obviously uh, that team was supposed to do big things this year. Now they're in the play-in and. Uh, there's some pretty good teams in the play in here over the next couple of days, but uh, absolutely, James. You know, Kevin Durant uh, has not seen quite the amount of success he wanted to see as a team. He's been awesome when he's been on the court for Brooklyn, but obviously they've not quite broken through yet. So they want to make another big playoff run this year. Yes, as well. Because earlier uh, today, I just uh, had word from ESPN that there was a um, a subway bombing in uh, in Brooklyn right next about 45 minutes right outside of their practice facility. But everything, um, they looked at it and they said that everything has confirmed, everything is clear. Um, it wasn't no, you know, it wasn't like a actual threat. So I guess somebody was trying to uh, set a, a, a bomb off, but it didn't hurt anybody. So I think, well, I'll take the back. I think it actually killed two or three people 
at the minimum, but I have to see um, when more evidence come out with uh, ESPN as well. Yeah, very scary situation there. It uh, was a shooting, um, not a bomb threat. I know a couple people were shot. I don't know the status of everybody involved there, but definitely very scary situation. It was happening pretty close to the Nets practice facility, so they kind of uh, went on high alert there for a little while. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I was supposed to say shooting, but uh, sorry. Oh, uh, you're yeah. good. You're good. Yeah, it's, it's a it was a shooting, so it was. Um, I'm hoping everybody's okay, but I'm just going to see how things uh, how things are going to turn out between now and game time as well. So I think um, Brooklyn might might win this one tonight as well. Yeah, James, and you know we're looking ahead a little bit. I know we can talk about this later in the week as well. But uh, mm-hmm. your Dallas Mavericks open up against the Utah Jazz on Saturday. So how are you feeling about that series for your Mavericks? Uh, it's a give and take because with Luka Doncic out, um, he's suffered a high uh, Achilles tear. So I'm not quite sure if he's going to be able to play. So I don't know what the um, you know if he's going to be on the roster or not so i just have to see if he's going to if it's going to be like a day-to-day thing or if it's going to be questionable or if he's going to be out one of those uh four options that i'm looking for uh, for luka Doncic as well but i think with with him playing i think he would have to just rest for a while before uh saturday's uh game as well yeah obviously they're going to be rehabbing him with the uh with the injury he sustained to his calf, and uh, obviously Dallas really needs him. Uh, I don't see them winning the series without him, but uh, if he's in the series, that should be a tremendous 4-5 series. Obviously the winner would would figure to play Phoenix, and that would be a tough second-round series, but I think Utah and Dallas could be a sneaky good series there in the first round, and uh, hopefully Luka is healthy enough to play in all those games. Yes, as well, because it's. Uh, I think for the play-in, I think it's like win and you're in, but if you're not, then you still have a chance to actually bounce back from your first loss as well. So I think it's like a win or go home or however they set it up this year as well. Yeah, James, and obviously Dallas is, is uh, doesn't have to worry about that, but some of these teams, yeah, these uh, – these teams have a lot of pressure to win. Some of them only have one chance to win. Some of them, as you said, do get a second chance if they lose. Like, for example, if the uh, Brooklyn Cleveland winner uh, would advance, but the loser would get one more opportunity. They played the the Nets, Hor- excuse me, the Hornets Hawks winner, mm-hmm. and uh, then the Clippers Timberwolves same thing out west. The winners obviously into the playoffs. The loser would play the Spurs and Pelicans winner. So high stakes basketball. That's exactly what Adam Silver in the league wanted. Yes, that's all because um, I actually do have the NBA app and I do play the uh, Pick'em game as well. And it seems to me that I'm not actually winning a couple of games. I've had picked favorites in 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 certain matchups, so I'm hoping that this one would actually um, make make it uh, you know turn uh, a new a new uh, leaf over for for the um, play-in tournament, and actually this is my first time ever seeing in the NBA uh, play-in tournament for the first time ever since I've been a NBA fan for so many, many years as well. Yeah, hopefully you have a good stroke of luck in the uh, in the prime time, I think prime time pick them or, or whatever they call that in the NBA app. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you have a good run of luck there in the playoffs, as do your Mavericks. What else do you have on your mind today? Well, I know we'll be playing Sanford back at home in Plainsman Park. And I'm hoping that Auburn would win, and I will be listening to that. 
and uh, seeing if uh, J.J. Uh, Jackson will be doing the call. And if he does, I'll just send him a, a good luck on, um, on doing the call today as well. Yeah, he will be doing the uh, SEC Network Plus call. So he'll be doing, uh, you know, the stream-only type of call. Of course, Andy Birch from the Voice of the Auburn Tigers will do the radio call for us on 93.9, as he always does. But, uh, yeah, J.J., that's why he's not on the show today, is he will be at Plainsman Park. Okay. And then I do have a um, a a historic moment in basketball history on this day. On April the 12th, did you know that Kobe Bryant actually – uh, when he was playing with the Los Angeles Lakers, he actually played in the, I think it was like during the playoff uh, round, where he actually um, was playing through the game with a uh, Achilles tear while he was still playing in the game while that, while his um, muscle was actually torn um, to pieces as well. So he is a strong, strong basketball player as well. He certainly was. Uh, he was my favorite player growing up, and uh, he played through all kinds of injuries, but obviously that Achilles injury, uh, that knocked him out. That really was kind of like the last significant injury that uh, really yeah. started to make him decline there. But he did shoot those free throws and play on it for just a moment or two, and uh, that spoke to his incredible toughness, uh, not only on the basketball court but off. And, uh, yeah, we, we miss Kobe. Yeah, we really did. And then uh, yesterday, which was the WNBA uh, draft yesterday, I think it was Monday. Yeah, Monday. And um, I really like what they really did in New York for um, they actually gave one of the um, upcoming stars the Kobe Bryant and Gigi Bryant Award at the at the very top of of the opening draft, and she had tears in her eyes. I think she was going to get drafted first round, so I guess she was going to get drafted to the Atlanta Dream. And when they gave her that award, she just broke down in tears, and she said a lot of great things for, um, you know, a great player like uh, Kobe Bryant and his daughter, Gigi Bryant, as well. And I would love to see that um, award being awarded for for a lot of years to come in, in basketball as well. Yeah, very special moment indeed, no doubt about that. Yes, and then with uh, last uh, Saturday's A-Day game, how do you how do you um, look at uh, T.J. Finley? Is he going to be ready to go for week for the first week when we play against Mercer University at home? And do you think that would be a really good win for the Auburn Tigers to actually get that first win of the 2022 season? Yeah, I think T.J. is going to be the starter for sure. Um, I think, like I said a little earlier in the show, that I think it's going to be his spot to lose. Um, so I definitely think he's going to be a starter. I would assume that we are going to get the win against Mercer. Um, so I think that would be a good, solid start to our season. Yes. Now, what about um, our kicker? Is Andrew is uh, Anderson Carlson? Is he still on the Auburn roster, or did he get into the transfer portal as well? Yeah, Anders Carlson will be back for Auburn. He is rehabbing an injury right now, uh, but he will be playing in Auburn next year. He did return. Okay, because I know I've uh, seen like some of some of the newcomers that we're getting in uh, I think 2023 for next season as well, and I'm just gonna see um, what this season is really gonna what this 
season is actually going to look like with Brian Harson, and I'm hoping that we might make it to another um, bowl season as well. Yeah, I certainly think the, the expectation is still to absolutely make a bowl game, and obviously we'll have to see what kind of bowl game the Sovereign team can get to, whether it's a 6, 7, 8, 9 win team, etc. But, uh, yeah, no, I, obviously you always want to make sure at the very least you make a bowl game at Auburn. I think they, I think they can do that uh, next year for sure. Last thing for us, James, before we have to let you go today. Well, I'm actually going to be um, looking at this uh, big race that's going to be coming up this Sunday in Bristol, Tennessee. So I'm going to just see who's going to actually win it all. And um, I'll tell you all the results on um, next Monday as well. Well, that sounds good, James. I'm really excited about that race. They don't race on the dirt too often. And obviously at Bristol's a famous track, but uh, second year they've tried the, uh, the dirt track. Yes, as well. And then um, this one will actually... Um, be I think this is their second time for doing it, but there this one is gonna be really really different as well because this one falls on Easter Sunday, so it's gonna be a very very early um, race. So I'm just trying to see if they're gonna actually um, have it. You know, they're gonna schedule if they're gonna keep the schedule the same or they're just gonna change. I'm hoping they'll change uh, the time the time slot or they're just going to keep it the same as well i believe as of right now james they have it for a evening race like a six or six thirty start time um, okay yes yeah, so it's, it's going to be a sunday evening race and i know that's your birthday as well so a lot's going on that day maybe bubba wallace will get a win for you yes i am going to put him actually in there as well and um i'm going to just probably see uh the practice race and the uh the the first practice and the second practice, and then the qualifying after that, and then the actual race as well. That sounds like a plan, man. Well, we hope you have a, a great day, and we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Sounds good. And War Eagle. War Eagle. That is James from Montgomery joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. Let's go ahead and take our next break of the show. When we come back, birthdays and sports here on this April the 12th. You're listening to the Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Sports Call is on the air weekdays from 3 until 6 p.m. If you are currently driving in a four-door sedan, roll up the windows and turn up the radio. We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. I'm Jeff Whitaker, Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Sports Call here on Tiger 95.9. Ryan LeBoy, Cam Berry with you here on this beautiful Tuesday afternoon. Again, we'll continue to repeat that uh, we'll be getting off the air at 4.30 today for some high school sports and also want you to go and check out our Sports Call survey. We want to improve. We want to know ways that we can improve or things that we do well. So go check out our Sports Call survey on our social media or on the website the Tiger.fm and search Sports Call, you'll find the Sports Call survey. 
All right, let's go back to our Auburn Bank phone line, second time today now. Ed from Auburn. Ed joins us. Ed, how are you doing? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, uh, how is uh, my friend JJ? Is he is he okay? I hadn't heard him in a while. Is he going on to bigger things? Or <laughs> what's going on? He is still with us at Tiger Communications. He has a lot of uh, baseball and softball commentary this part of the year, and today specifically he'll be at Plainsman Park doing the SEC Network Plus broadcast for Auburn baseball. So he just had, has a lot of travel and a lot of baseball and softball that he's been doing. Well, that's that's great. He's a great guy, and you know, I, I just make sure everything just checking. I, I was just gonna say, uh, make a couple of comments. Uh, uh, as far as like Auburn basketball, I, I I love the. I think we're gonna do all right. You know, transfer portal and everything. It's 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 so much different now, though. You know, when you're pulling for a kid for one year, then when you used to, you know, be able to pull for him for two or three years. I, I don't know if y'all know what I'm talking about. I'm probably too that's old school, you know. But it, you know, it, it was nice to have kids that you could. I say kids, you know. I'm talking about from when I grew up, you know people that would go in and uh, but I, I, I love what they're doing i love some of the kids uh, kids some of the young men they're bringing in and, yeah. and I'm loving that uh uh that brian harson is going after a lot of the big guys he he is not afraid to go after and offer and and pursue the you've got to do that to get them and I know y'all heard that they're saying the price tag on Arch Manning has been pegged at five million. You know, I don't know if y'all, yeah, that's what that's what they're saying. That you know, uh, but I, I, I mean that's what it's come to. But you know, you, you're going to have to give them the NIL deals and whatever. But uh, you know, and I, I feel confident that Auburn will. I hope we adapt quick. You know, because we do need some. We do need a good year, but I love the two guys they've gotten already. I love that he's going after some big guys. And uh, have y'all heard about? Uh, uh, we know we've got Caleb Wooten, but uh, Zakevius Walker's younger brother, uh, twenty twenty-five, I think, linebacker. Have y'all talked about him? That he was in and got an offer this weekend. Uh, no, sir. Yeah, I can't I, say that we have. Yeah, I, I have not, but they say he may be the best player. In, in that class, oh, but it's I keep you. I think it's Jacob Walker or something. I think it starts with a Z again. But yeah, I'm glad that we're going after him and the fact that we got, you know, his brother there. But yeah, if y'all could, if y'all could check on that and comment, I, I really would appreciate getting your input. Yes, sir. Ed, we appreciate that phone call. Yes, sir. That is uh, Ed from Auburn joining us on our Auburn Bank phone line. Obviously, recruiting is a year long thing in which. Look, it's hard now because you've got a lot of different variables. Uh, and I think Ed was alluding to the fact that some guys don't stick around programs very long, and it's really cherished when you have guys that stay three, four, five years, even when they're not necessarily getting a lot of playing time. Uh, the days of having guys sit three years and finally become a starter as a senior and then become a really quality senior player – those those just don't happen a lot anymore. And uh, I think that, look, I, I understand we have to be aware of, of how everything has changed. We have to be understanding that, that times are different and there's money on the line now and 
uh, and everything that goes with that. And, and there's a lot of transfers and kids get to go where they want because coaches where they get to want this, yeah. that, and the other thing. But I still ne- I'm still never prouder when a guy does still stay and work and work. And that's not to say other guys don't work hard because yeah. some situations don't work out for them. But, you know, he – really does you know speaking of guys that that stay and work hard those type of guys uh really appreciate them because they are becoming fewer and far between and it shows a lot about character when you're able to persevere through a situation that's difficult that is not what you're uh wanting to be in or or not what's uh easy to you and then eventually overcome it and become what you want to be so yeah, those guys, um, those guys deserve a lot of credit when they are patient and it works out for them in the end. I believe you got some. I did. I found. Yeah. yeah, I found uh, Zayden Walker. Um, so we offered him 2025 linebacker. We offered him on Friday. Um, younger brother of Zacchaeus Walker, like Ed was saying, ninth grader, six two two twenty. Um, let's see. Got offers from Georgia, LSU, Florida State, Ohio State, Tennessee. Um, so for a ninth grader, yeah, really, really good. So um, definitely one to keep keep an eye on. Would love to get add him to our linebacker core once he uh, graduates. Some some good continuity continuity, excuse me, um, within our linebackers because you know I feel like this year we're about to put um, uh, Zacoby in as a as in the NFL. So maybe we can just continue to do that. Hopefully after this past season we'll also have. Um, Owen oh, Papo in the NFL as well after this season. So um, would definitely like to see see him added into our linebacker core uh, eventually. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, speaking of commitments, I know that we're bound to have one. I, I thought it was going to be announced by now, and maybe it has. Maybe I'm not finding the right people. Uh, Christopher Vizina, a four-star quarterback, top 10 quarterback, top 60 player, yeah. uh, committing today uh, out of Briarwood Christian. Uh, and he has Auburn and his finalists along with Clemson, Notre Dame, Georgia, Ole Miss. Uh, and I don't think he will ultimately visit or go to Auburn. He did visit Auburn just a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, kind of one of the top targets for Auburn, at least uh, at the uh, offensive positions uh, in this 23 class. And waiting to see what he decided. I know it was supposed to start at 315 uh today but uh still not seeing anything on his page or a couple of local uh beat writers there covering high school ball uh, but in a matter of moments he'll commit and we'll let you know if he does come to plains i think the crystal balls have him to clemson yeah clemson uh and i uh, i can tell you i've seen Dabo sweeney at briarwood a couple times um, this wouldn't surprise me so uh Dabo's from that area he was uh, i think he's from, from pelham which is about 15 minutes away from briarwood uh, there, so uh, he he knows that neck of the woods very well, uh, but uh, would be a huge get if Auburn able to pull him in. But uh, we'll let you know where he goes here in a little bit. But yeah, the, I mean, it really is. Um, it's twelve months a year, and the thing is, is stop. It's twelve months a year for two different classes a year. Yeah, because you're always kind of your your focus is on the guys on for the, the seniors, upcoming but you class. You want to get those right. juniors and before too many get on them. And I'll tell you what. We were just talking about more transfers, less guys staying three, four, five years. You know what that means? That means you're recruiting your own guys even when they're still yeah. in school. Constantly. Bit, you you know? got to create guys and make sure that they're buying in. And mm-hmm. 
you know, when you get depleted at a certain position, obviously you want to hit the transfer portal now because it's easier to get guys that are more experienced, obviously, than you want to get somebody that's coming fresh out of high school. But obviously still recruiting out of high school is something that is important. Um, so it's a constant something that, yeah, is just something that's year round now that has it's never, ever it's never going to end. It's con- nonstop. Definitely yeah. nonstop indeed. So uh, we'll uh, we'll take our final break here of the hour. When we come back, we'll update you and see if uh, Christopher Zina has a lot uh, a landing spot. Excuse me. And also have birthdays in sports before we close out hour number one. Again, a shortened sports call off at 430. Stick around. More of the Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show after this timeout. The biggest names in the sports world want to be on Sports Call. We are very excited to be joined by ESPN's Adam Amin. Bring on a very special guest, a good friend of the program, a former host of this very show, and the current voice of the Auburn Tigers, the one and only Andy Burcham. We get the opportunity to welcome in Mr. Phil Steele into our program. Be sure to listen to our conversations with athletes, coaches, and media personalities on the Sports Call podcast. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back to the Tuesday edition of Sports Call, Tiger 95.9. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry with you here. Having a good time on this Tuesday afternoon. A beautiful day on the plains. Once again, want to remind you that we'll be getting off here at 4.30 for some high school sports. Also Auburn baseball tonight. And again, uh, in case anyone was wondering, J.J. Jackson still very much with us at Tiger Communications. He is he alive is, and well. He is the leader of our great program and uh, has helped us Help lead us to two Abbey Awards, which we are very proud of here on Sports Call. And uh, he has uh, just got a lot of play-by-play opportunities this time of year with not only Auburn, even Georgia Tech here yeah. as a way. He's been traveling a lot to Atlanta and uh, even up into North Carolina, his homeland. And so uh, we're very appreciative of, of what J.J. does here uh, for us on the show at the company. And so uh, he is just fine, but he will be calling Auburn baseball this evening on the SEC Network Plus, so check that broadcast out as well. And also listen to Andy Burcham as well here on uh, 93.9, our sister station. So uh, Auburn Baseball tonight hosting Sanford. Really proud of how that team has come along this year. Uh, Not only three straight SEC wins, we can't forget that they beat a top-10 Texas Tech team the first week in the year that has continually been ranked high, and that's a quality non-conference win. So this Auburn Baseball team, a lot of fun to watch. Highly recommend watching or going to the game or listening some medium uh, of watching and, and listening Auburn baseball here is a uh, Sonny to and company 
putting on a show. Uh, last segment here of hour number one. So we want to get to this. Don't want to leave this part of our program out. It's time for today's birthdays in sports. Birthdays in sports today here on April the 12th. We only have three birthdays today, so a little lighter. But nevertheless, we're always going to celebrate a few birthdays. Ted Ginn Jr. turns 37, former NFL wide receiver, a high school All-American. Ginn was a five-star athlete and a top-ranked corner in the country. He committed to the Ohio State, moved to wide receiver. That turned out pretty well. And over a four-year career, was a three-time All-American. He's taken ninth overall in the 2007 NFL draft by the Dolphins and made the All-Rookie team. He played for 13 years in the league and retired just two years ago in 2020. J.J. would lament him dropping a pass in the Super Bowl, but uh, Ted Ginn, the, speech, the yes, speedster, hey. uh, quality receiver for a long oh, time. Oh, jeez. I remember that, too. Yep. Okay. It hurt It hurt more than just Panthers fans. It yeah. hurt some hurt some, uh, some Auburn fans. fans. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Absolutely. Brad Miller turns 46 today, former NBA center. Miller played college basketball at Purdue where he led the Boilermakers to the Sweet 16 in 1997. He also became the first player in Purdue history to have 1,500 points, 800 rebounds, and 250 assists. After a year in Europe due to a lockout, Miller joined the NBA in 1998, played for 15 years in the league. He was a two-time All-Star. Brad Miller turns 46 today. And I already forgot to pronounce the name. A (laughs) tennis player, Matteo (laughs) Barrett. Just do it. I don't know. Just say it. Just try it. Berrettini. Berrettini. I got it. Fine. No one yell at me. Yes, sir. Matteo Berrettini turns 26. Italian tennis pro. Currently the number six singles player in the world. Berrettini reached the final of the 2021 Wimbledon Championship and the semifinals of the 2019 U.S. Open and 2022 Australian Open. He won his first ATP Tour 500 level event at 2021 Queen's Club Championships. Whatever that is. (laughs) I don't know much about tennis, but I've heard that name. Yeah, he's getting up there. And, yeah. and if you notice there, the yeah. semifinals there in 19 and 22, he went to a final in 21. Okay. So all the last yeah. couple of years here. He's coming the, along for sure. The prime of his career, Matteo Berrettini. Berrettini. Turns 26 today. Those are the birthdays in sports. And, of course, if you have a birthday out there, we hope you have a wonderful birthday as well. Just about five minutes left here in the hour. And uh, we will get to another segment in just a second. Uh, the Masters, we had a good time talking about the Masters. Whether you like the Masters, don't care, or do not <laughs> like the Masters, we had a good At time talk, talking uh, talking about the the tournament last week. We had some uh, good stuff. I think everyone died laughing. Dude, that, that entire segment was pure gold. Uh, Shout out to Brooks. Yeah, Brooks uh, Brooks is a, a great comedian, <laughs> and, uh, you know, he uh, his soft dude, tones dude, to the masters a, music. It killed me. Was it killed me. Incredible. Uh, also, the part where he said pimentos and cheese. Pimentos it, and cheese. Was uh, was Hall of Fame worthy? So we Great. hope you go back and check out that podcast. I believe that was Friday yes. of last week. So go check out that on our Sports Call podcast wherever you might get your podcast. That was some good content. But we want to at this time reveal. This week's Sports Call Player of the Week. Pro golfer Scotty Scheffler is Sports Call's Player of the Week, presented by Eric McDade State Farm. The 25-year-old dazzled with his performance at the Masters last week, securing the green jacket with a score of 10 strokes under par. The win is the latest in a long string of success for Scheffler, as he has now won four of his last six starts on the PGA Tour. Scotty Scheffler is Sports Call's Player of the Week. 
So you heard it right here. Scotty Scheffler is named Sports Call's Player of the Week here. And uh, that was a Masters. Obviously, I was focused a lot with Tiger Woods, and he fell off over the weekend. But also, I, yeah. I, I am not – first and foremost, even if he was healthy, I would never criticize never. the play of Eldrick Tiger Woods. He never. is the GOAT of golf. But also – uh, let's keep in mind that I don't know he's 46, which is past a golfer's prime. Even though you play golf till you're 75, I get it. That's yeah, still right. 46 is no longer the prime of a golfer. Uh, it's still in the 20s and 30s. And yeah, then, right. it's still a young man's game. By the way, uh, Tiger almost lost his leg last year. And by the way, for a moment they didn't know if he was going to survive. Yeah. Right. So given all that, for his first tournament back, he made the cut, and that is absolutely incredible. So I need uh, that. Cool just it. getting every time you see. You know, we do this in sports all the time, and I know that Tiger is a little less debatable than maybe your LeBron versus Jordan or your Brady versus whoever or whatever. It's not a debate, but with Tiger. Exactly, exactly. It, it it is um, what whatever it is, we do it all the time in sports. But even whatever side of the d- debates you fall on, and even if if you still, if you're a part of the five or ten percent or whatever out there, the thing it's Jack still in no golf. <laughs> even if you are, then you still got to appreciate someone like this who has meant so much to a sport and we don't appreciate these people enough because we're so busy trying to figure out where they rank in the pantheon of these sports but regardless of what tiger is to you seeing a legendary career like this even though it's in its dying stages you have to appreciate every single time he's on the course and i completely understand that i'm supposed to be doing a segment about scotty shuffler right now shout out (laughs) to scotty for winning but uh you're that is why you're the the player of the week, right? But that but, but. that is what Tiger's impact on golf is, yeah. and uh, I would just be remiss if I didn't mention here, Can't not talk while about talking it. about the Masters that hey, it's special to see him fight through all the injuries, all the adversity, just to go out there, and by the way, still beat half the field. Right. I know the weekend wasn't good, but still. there's to- some of the top ranked players in the world didn't make the cut, and he did. Yeah. So, um, you know, that is something in its own. Now, got about two minutes left here. Do you want to talk about Scotty Sheffer briefly? I don't know, Cam. Did you watch any of the Masters on Sunday as, as it closed mm, out? Or no, I actually did not. But uh, I'm just not. I just golf yeah, is just not fine. you know my thing for real. If I'm being 100, sure. percent I watch bits and pieces of it because my uh, my roommate likes to likes golf a lot, so he loves to watch different tournaments every once in a while. Um, obviously, the Masters is the Masters, so mm. um, you you'll kind of tune in there right. every once in a while. Um, so I watched bits and pieces of it, but I mean, from what I saw just throughout the entirety of the tournament, Scotty Scheffler just, I mean, just had it. Yep, Pretty, very steady. I mean, yeah, just the entire time was just rolling. I I love that course so much, and and obviously there's a lot of reasons why people love the Masters above any other tournament. There are four major championships of golf. We'll have another one in just over a month, which will be a right. big deal too. But why people love Augusta so much is. It's been the same course for almost 100 years, and yet we can still have such <laughs> yeah. a difficult yeah. tournament, tournament environment. When In an age where these guys are hitting it 50, 60 yards further than right. they did 30 years ago, who were hitting it 50 yards further than 30 years before that, this course is still held up. And what I appreciate so much about how Scheffler played is he hit some loose shots, yeah. and he never got nervous. He nope. just made the next shot look seamless. He had a pitch in at three that I remember that hold it. Um, and we've seen so many guys choke. Hell, even when Tiger won in 2019, right. what kind of initiated that? Is that par 3 12 hole in the amen corner? Two guys hit in the water, and Tiger stuck it right on the green. Yep. And, and so 
that course is the perfect blend of you can make a birdie, but you can make a double bogey if you hit one loose, loose yeah. shot or put a ball in the wrong area and that sort of thing. Uh, and so, but Scotty Scheffler did not do that. He played good golf, and he rose to the number one player in the world mm-hmm. right before that tournament. Uh, it's safe to say he is widening yeah. the gap on his number one four, yeah, player I mean, in the world four status. Of the right last sixty-one. That's hard, and, and yeah, very hard. And then isn't I'm pretty sure he was like one of the three to ever win under 25, 25 or younger, twenty-six, or something, yeah, something yep. like that. So really impressive, really really impressive stuff, Scotty Scheffler, our sports call player of the week. Congrats to him. And, uh, again, the next major championships in May, and uh, the majors are, are big deals, obviously, so we'll see how he does in PGA Championship in May. That'll do it for hour number one. Reminder, just on for 30 minutes in hour number two. Stick around. This is the Tuesday edition of Sports Call with Cam Barry and Ryan LaVoy. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Welcome back to Sports Call on this Tuesday afternoon. Again, one last half hour of the program today. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Berry with you. Filling in for J.J. Jackson, who once again will be doing SEC Network Plus of Auburn Baseball at Plainsman Park. He's been having a lot of baseball and softball opportunities this time of year. That's why, uh, yeah, he's been all over the place. So, We're uh, so proud of him. If you've not heard him in a little while, that is why he's still very much with us. And, he's a man. Uh, uh, he's still coordinating some things and uh doing a great job for us uh coordinating who's gonna be on the show and that sort of thing in his absence but uh, uh he's doing well and uh, excited to call Auburn baseball tonight all right so uh, just a couple segments left of the show as discussed and i'm going to talk a little bit about the uh, nba play in play in here also wanted to say um finally we're able to confirm christopher vizina out of briarwood christian is going to clemson Uh, as a high four-star recruit so he will not be attending to Auburn again he was on a visit here as of late uh, but uh, we'll uh, choose another kind of tiger in the ACC variety so that's where Vizina is headed wanted to follow back on that one because mentioned that in hour number one so NBA play-in coming up tonight Brooklyn and Cleveland first Uh, then the Clippers and the Timberwolves the winner advances becomes the seventh seed in the NBA playoffs the loser will play 
another game, and that will become a winner-take-all game from the eight seed. Of course, the Atlanta Hawks are tomorrow. They'll play the Charlotte Hornets in the eight nine. So, or excuse me, on the nine ten. So the loser of that one is eliminated. The winner goes on to play the loser of tonight's games. Get it? Got it? Good. All right. Yes, sir. So, uh, your Hawks, Cam. Uh, what do you uh, think about the the Hornets matchup? And who would assuming? Uh, I'm not going to assume the win, but right. if you do win, who Hopefully would you like to who who would you like to see in the uh, in the final game? I'm so torn because I, I I I'm fairly confident that we beat the Hornets. Um, they are a very talented team. Very very talented team. Um, I think. After Lamelo, there's like a, def- a definite talent drop off. Um, but I still, I still see us kind of eking out the win, even though we don't have, we're not going to have John Collins back. His foot's getting better, but he can't grip the ball still with his finger injury. Um, it's still been really, really hard. I mean, it, I don't know if anybody's ever seen any pictures or if you've seen any pictures, but like his finger is, it, it was crazy. Mm. Uh, just, I, it almost seemed like it was like double jammed or something like that. But. I'm kind of torn because at the same time I want the Nets to lose. I I would love to, to for the Nets because everybody's already jumping into the playoffs. Like, all right, the Nets are gonna you know dust the Cavs, and then it's gonna be smooth sailing into the playoffs. All right, and then they're gonna play the Celtics. I think that's the two seed. So cool. Then then you know everybody's saying that they can just make a run. All right, well. Obviously, it's day and night with the NBA. Anybody can be anybody. I would like to see the Cavs get the win, um, but at the same time, I think for the, for the Hawks' sake that they should that the Cavs should lose so that it, the Hawks can slide <laughs> to the playoffs. Because I think the Nets are going to be a tougher out. Um, obviously, with Kevin Durant, we beat them in the regular season, but that was in Atlanta. Um, I think I think we split the series. I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, but even still, uh, they would be extremely tough, and we'd have to go to Brooklyn to get that win. And I, I as much as I love my Hawks, I don't see that happening. Um, I think it would be a lot easier for us to go to Cleveland and get a win, um, especially if they don't have Jared Allen, who the Nets traded away uh, last season. That that's that's still something that was so baffling to me. Them willing to give away a piece like that, I was like, that dude is an elite rim protector, but. Now they have Evan Mobley, so you know maybe he's going to be back. I don't know if he's going to be back as well. Um, I think they're just a more injured team. I think it would be easier for us to get past them um, and for us to play the Heat, hopefully, um, as the eighth seed. I would like for that to happen um, if everything kind of falls into place. Um, and hopefully the Hawks, they're kind of they've kind of come along towards the end of the season. Um, a lot better than, you know, we kind of struggled, but we got, uh, I think, about six games above 500, something like that, or four games above 500. So I'm, I'm okay with, with how we finished the season. Um, obviously, we'd like to have John Collins, so we'd be 100% healthy, but we're not. Uh, so we'll just have to see how it is. I mean, we get this first game at home against the Hornets, so I, I don't see why. We've been pretty good at home, so I don't see why we wouldn't defend home court again. Yeah, you know, I, I think that um, the the Atlanta Charlotte game is is going to be very high scoring. Uh, I do favor Atlanta in that one. You know, these one game scenarios always, you know, they they can be. Yeah, I mean, they're just they hit or miss. right. And uh, you know, I, so if you were speaking of the Brooklyn game tonight, I would say Brooklyn is the better team at this form because you know we we've got to consider the record is probably not what it would have been if Kyrie had played in all right. the, the home games and probably that sort not. of thing. Um, 
you know, but they've certainly had their struggles defensively. A, a lot, the the gist of these teams in the play in feels like, and and Cleveland with the exception here, they're a pretty good defense team. Is these teams All are offense. very talented yeah. offensively, yeah, uh, but they don't know what defense is. Nope, and that's why it's even with Brooklyn, as you said. You know, Kyrie and and Durant are great enough to make shots through great defense and win some games. Definitely. But can they get a stop when they have to get a stop? You know, and yeah. when, you know, you made a good point about Jared Allen. Uh, Jared Allen's a great rim protector. That's exactly the type of guy they would love to have uh, as a five. And, of course, they trade him away. Uh, I, I've kind of gotten the gist of this. You do like the play-in overall. Correct? Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of the play-in. I think it just puts in – I think it puts more impact, more – not impact emphasis on the season as a whole because then you're not resting players as much every game counts every game is important because i mean even with the lakers even though just throwing out an example even with the lakers towards the end of the season they had a couple games where they were still in it and they were still in the play-in um so you know just they had something to fight for obviously they didn't end up making the spurs ended up edging them out but situations like that you still have something to play for because with the play-in or you want to avoid the play-in um because i mean it's just with the one game it's any given night it's depending on how far you fall down um you could just lose that game and you know no matter what the other team could just be hitting you just can't stop it it's just gonna be one of those nights and you lose and you're out i think that's the beauty of the play-in um, and it, I mean, it can also be a curse depending on, you know, I might, I might come in, come into the show on Thursday and be like, I hate to play and screw it because the Hawks lose. But, um, I think it's a great system. I think it's a great setup, great addition to the playoffs. Um, you know, adding more emphasis to games. I, I, I think it's overall a, a great design. Definitely. So we, so we, we're going to have a bit of a discussion on this because okay. I do, here's what I'll say. I don't love that it exists because I'll, I'll get the because in a moment. I think it's very effective. Right. And the goal that Adam Silver wanted is less teams to tank. Yeah. And I think in general, a few less teams tank. Now there's always going to be tankers. You can't tell me Portland had some injuries, but yeah. Portland was just throwing yeah, out. They were, I mean, they're whoever their best, the piece, best pieces and everything. But I don't love when leagues and, and in, and, I'm very case by case because I'm an advocate of a bigger college football playoff. I freaking love the NCAA basketball tournament. I'm totally okay. The NFL added another team, made it seven a league. Yeah. So I'm very case by case. But in the MLB, which is a whole other can of worms, uh, in the NBA, I don't love the recent playoff expansions, more so just because of the sheer size of the field. Because we already had 16 of the 30 NBA teams right. make the playoffs. Now we have 20 of the 30 with an opportunity. Right. And the East and West this year are perfect case studies of why it is cool and why it's not cool. Yeah. The East is why it's cool because right. you had all these teams over 500 and I mean, they were all very tight. They all had to play it out. I mean, um, the stretch between the, the first seed and the 10th seed is mm -hmm. 10 games. Right. And it's, it's going to be very entertaining these next couple of days in the Eastern Conference. Very entertaining. And so on one hand... That's absolutely why it's working and why it looks like a good idea. But the Western Conference is the flip side of that because a 34-48 and 48 team yeah, should just first. never have a chance right. to be in this situation. And granted, they will probably lose and we won't have to worry about it. Right. But even if the Pelicans win, 
Because I here's what I could see happen, and I am no Minnesota fan. It's gonna sound like, oh, this guy's a closet Timberwolves fan. <laughs> there, there are no Timberwolves fans outside of the state of Minnesota. <laughs> um, but if, if they were to lose the Clippers, right. which very well could happen, because right. Paul George is back, that's a different team now. Definitely. And then then their youth and experience f up, lose a weird one to the Pelicans. Then we got a 36 team in win team in instead of 46. Right. And that would just in that would be a little sad in the in the scheme of things. Could, um, could understand that. Now, granted, like I said, I'm not. This is not something that I'm just like oh, I'm not going to watch because right. it's stupid. You know, I'm going to watch these games. These are entertaining games. And right. like I said, I think they've achieved the purpose. I just am never going to be a huge fan of a concept where two thirds of the league gets an opportunity because there's going to be some teams that just clearly don't. And, and I'm not even. And, you know, some people in other other playoffs will say, well, you know, these teams aren't the best team. You know, uh, St. Peter's isn't the best team in the tournament. It would really ruin the tournament if they want. I'm not one of those people right. either. I'm not like, oh, you know, if somehow the Pelicans made the second round of the playoffs, it would be bad for the league or whatever. No, I'm not I mean, in that camp. That's essentially it, getting hot at right. the right time. It's just that, you know, I feel like in that instance, maybe the regular season didn't matter as much because – they played so much losing yeah. basketball right. that it didn't matter. They still got a chance to redeem themselves at the end, albeit in a one-game scenario. So, I don't know. Like I said, I, I'm going to watch it, and I think I keep going back to – I think Silver still did a good thing for the league because they've been trying to get rid of tanking for years, right. and they're never going to fully get rid of it because there's always going to be teams. They've had to tinker the lottery a couple times. There's always going to be a handful yeah. of teams that just don't give a crap, <clears throat> and they stop giving a crap right after the All-Star break. But – um, another thing I want to ask you about uh, before we run out of time in this segment, you know, Silver's talking about this uh, a midseason tournament. Well, how do you feel about that? I I think that's too much. But, Definitely think that's a little bit too much because at that point, then what's the point? What do, right. what are you what are you trying to gain from that? The play-in had a had a purpose where you wanted to stop teams from tanking and you wanted to put more emphasis on the entirety of the season. And, and stop players from resting as well as much. Um, a, a mid-season tournament, I I mean, I, at that point, it's you're doing it for money. That's a money yep. grab, definitely. Yep. I, I think that's just something that you're like, oh, we're just going to throw in, like, what, four teams into a tournament and do yeah. – I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm unclear. Four teams on each conference? I don't know. Like, what, what would you do? Where? What would, how would you create that right. and, and make it to where it's actually entertaining and something that somebody would want to watch? Now, if you want to throw that into – all-star weekend and add maybe not teams but do maybe a something a little smaller than that maybe like a different maybe like a three on three yeah like a three on three tournament or something like that or like a king of the hill type tournament situation thing i think that would be amazing um maybe do away with I, I, as much as I hate to say it do away with the dunk contest because it's been struggling yeah i just don't i just don't think it'll get any better at this point, just everything's we, been done. There's everything's only so much, bad. right? Yeah, there's I, only I just, so much you can do. And I know people say, "Well, it's just, you're just, just shooting threes creative. at the end of the day, too." No, yeah, but the three point contest is different, right? There's an element to it that is, you know, you you get nervous when the guy's down four points and he's on yeah. the last rack. Right. There's always going to be some drama there, right? But we keep having these dunk contests, and a part of it, to be fair, I don't know how they're going to get these guys out of it. I think it'd be entirely different if. 
you know, maybe not the 37 year old version of him, but if <laughs> if LeBron was if right. was in it, or if Jaw was in it, if exactly. Zion did it, different right. guys like that, definitely. But, but I don't blame those guys for not, no, not at all, because there's not a lot of incentive other than just I'm going to jump high and right. hope I don't jam a finger right. or exactly. land wrong. So, you know, anyway, I think All Star Week is still really good. And I think what I've heard about midseason tournament is it would correlate either just before the uh, All Star uh, Weekend or something like yeah, that. I, and I, I just don't love that idea. Not I don't. A fan. I think it's born out of the soccer premise where you know they have you know cups yeah. and stuff within their league play. But and, I, I just and at that point, yeah. what are the players playing for as well? I, I just don't. Yeah. See. What would convince you, the player, right. to, for that to matter? Okay. Cool. I, I'm. Um, my team's in the in the midseason tournament. All right, well, I don't want to play. I want to enjoy my potential all-star break, right. so I'm going to not play. I'm going to rest. Whatever. I promise the older veterans are not no, going to be like, oh, an extra not. million? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah right, whatever. Know? So, yeah, that one, Silver's done some great things, uh, but I <laughs> hope he doesn't follow idea. through with I that. I hope not. Yeah. Let's take our final break of the show today. A little more sports call on the other side of this time out. The nightly TV guide, again, getting off the air in just under 10 minutes. This is the Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Follow our Sports Call host, J.J. Jackson, on Twitter by searching at underscore J.J. underscore Jackson underscore. And follow the show on Twitter by searching at Sports Call AU. Hashtag, is that two words? I'm Brian Harson, head football coach of the Auburn Tigers, and you're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. segment of the Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Ryan LaVoy, Cam Barry with you here on this afternoon. Beautiful afternoon. And it's going to be a beautiful evening at Plainsman Park for Auburn baseball as they take on Samford. That's a 5.45 airtime, 6 o'clock first pitch. That's where you can find Brad Law, Andy Bertram on FM Talk 93.9. Or if you watch yeah, man. the SEC Network Plus broadcast, J.J. Jackson uh, will have the call of that one. Um, just the three or four minutes left in our show again, getting off early for, uh, for the high school softball. And yeah, I think, uh, I think we've had a pretty colorful show today. Yes, I wish, I wish we uh, had a little more time because we start talking about baseball because we'd know. start to have a good yeah, discussion, uh, there over, uh, over the break. But, um, yeah, I think, uh, as I'm, uh, looking up the, 
guide here because um, we're about to have TV guide. I will say, um, you know, with Auburn baseball, because we really didn't get a chance to talk about them much today, but uh, three straight SEC series wins. Yeah. That's difficult. That is difficult. I mean, great for the, the team. Um, very exciting. It seems like they're coming along. Very great. Moving up from 25 to 17, um, gaining some real relevancy. Uh, we, you know, a lot of people were kind of concerned with the direction of how the baseball team was going to go. Didn't know, you know, if we were going to be able to stay consistent, especially after we had the, um, uh, the excuse me, ooh, the College World Series run um, back in what was that, 2018, 2019. So, you know, just going from there, you kind of wanted to see if we would be able to take the next step. Um, had a couple of down years, but now I think that the team is back and and is gonna be able to be poised to make a real a real push um, throughout the season. I mean, three three SEC series beating Vanderbilt two out of three. That's I mean that's big. That's major. Yeah, no, and uh, they've steadily risen up the rankings. And you always think about those last few spots because if you get to sixteen. And granted, it's still a selection process. So right. It's not like 16, technically yeah. a magical number, but 16 teams host a regional. Yeah. And Auburn has gotten to number 17 in one of the polls, I think D1 baseball, maybe yeah. it's Baseball America, one or two. Um, and so Auburn is now not only, you know, start the year, it's like, yeah, just make sure you make the tournament. We'll be all right. You know, just, just figure it out. Right. But now it's like, well, you might be able to host a regional, yep. uh, which would be a really big deal for a team that lost a lot of production. And, uh, man, I'll tell you what, Sonny share he's must-see TV. He is, uh, he is a big boy. Yes, sir. And he hits the ball a big big time, long way. So, uh, yeah, Auburn baseball tonight against Sanford in the midweek, and uh, they will continue to have – uh, more opportunities here. We'll talk more about them throughout the week. Just a couple minutes left, though, in the show today, so it's time for this. Our show is about to end, but we've got you covered on entertainment for the evening. Here's Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide. Sports Call's Nightly TV Guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. Got a few things on the guide here today. Cam, you want to give it a whirl? Hockey. Yeah, hockey. <laughs> yes, sir. Philadelphia against Washington. See, I don't know hockey. I don't know team names here as well, but um, it would be Flyers, Flyers and Capitals. And the cap. I did know the Capitals. I did know that one. 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Soccer. Uzbekistan against the U.S. Women's National Team. Uh, also 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPN two. College softball. Number 18 Clemson at South Carolina. Um, you'll catch that 6 p.m. Central Time on ESPNU. Um, college baseball, you'll catch your Auburn Tigers, uh, number 17 ranked at, against Samford. Um, 6 p.m. Central Time, SCC Network. And at 6.20 p.m. Central Time on the Bally Sports Network, you'll find your Atlanta Braves going against your the Washington Nationals. Nats beat us up pretty good. They yesterday. did. They bodied it, us. It'd it be happening, though. I did, however, last night watch the Mets blow that four uh four nothing lead against the Phillies and that was hilarious. Yeah, I just wish it'd be against another yeah. non NL East team. Yeah, but, right. Yeah. Uh you gotta root for what you gotta root for. Definitely. Also wanna throw in there, don't forget we've been talking play ins, uh six o'clock yes. Cavs and Nets and eight thirty got Clippers and T Wolves. So uh Timberwolves been good this year. They I mean, they have been good. Very, very well improved team. I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm proud of them, honestly. So that is Sports Call's nightly TV guide brought to you by Coca-Cola. 
That will do it for the show today. Cam, enjoyed it, sir. Hope yes, you have a sir. great evening. Yes, sir, I will. Glad to be here. And we uh, we thank all those who tuned in and called in, as always. Don't forget Auburn Baseball coming up at 545 on FM Talk 93.9. Also, Smith Station Softball a little bit later today as well. For Cam Berry, I'm Ryan LaVoy. We hope you have a very great Tuesday evening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.